Welcome to the Bear Tiger Podcast, episode nine. We've got today, we've got Joshua White. How are you? Yo, yo. How all good, mate? And Mark Raven. I'm here, and very, very well. <laughs> Mark, you've just come back from Brockett Hall, is that right, this morning? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Little trip out there doing some performance work? Yep. Nice young um, young fella, 15-year-old, um, obviously playing in the under-16 category at the Faldo Series this week. Yeah, yeah, he was looking really good. I caught the first nine holes before I had to come back here, and he was playing nicely. Yeah, he's a good little player, is Alex. Yep, it's amazing. I mean, I played the I played the Faldo series at Rocket Hall. <laughs> I mean, what date is it today? Oh, probably twenty odd years ago, and it's still it's and it's gone from strength to strength at Faldo series. Yeah, I mean, it's double. Uh, so it's all day starts. So there's an AM and a PM, and it's just it's absolutely rammed. And yeah, the, from what I saw in the in the prep and the warming up and things like that. A lot of good players. Like the talent level is is crazy. Yeah, kids are literally like living the dream. Josh, did you play any of those? I did. Bits? I played at Brockett Hall as well. I played with Tom Lewis actually. Remember him? Apps. He was so far ahead when we were, when we were young. He was like the man. And it's quite tree line, isn't it, at Brockett? Mm. And I just it was quite wet. And he was just hitting these long irons that were just making this noise that were just like good, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah you know the you know the first hole there that's on the on the hill. Yeah. Because it's so dry, these kids are having to literally hit it into the trees up on the left to try <laughs> and just hope that really? it doesn't pick up enough speed down the hill that it goes in the hazard on the right. Joking. No, wow. it's, it's, it, honestly, it, it's nearly unplayable. I mean, golf at the moment, some golf courses, is, is mental, isn't it? I'm not a massive fan of the, um, when it gets yellow and bouncy and so mm -hmm. forth. What about you boys? No, I look quite like my wrists, to be honest. <laughs> and you get all the chat, everyone's like, yeah, you know, I hit it 340 down there. Like, yeah, of course you did. Hard pan down the wind. Well done. <laughs> it's quite hard visually, I find. Like, I like definition. This is why I've struggled around Lynx courses. Is I, I need the, for the visual, I need definition. I need things to pick out. And when everything goes the same sort of... In colour. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, for me. Oh, there's no definition between cuts. You know, it's very hard to see yeah. the, the semi to the fairway yeah. to the fringe. It's, yeah, it loses a bit of focus for me when I'm out there. So, yeah, I much prefer a lush, lush golf course. Yeah, in any shape, if you shape it at all, it just sods off, doesn't it? Into, <laughs> the, yeah. into the shit, basically. Yeah. Which is like, which is absolutely no fun at all. But hopefully... Had a bit of rain and the golf courses are going to come back. I've had enough of this dry golf now, this summer stuff. Yep. Bring on the winter. Can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, the UK winter. Right, Josh, what have you been up to? Not much, mate. I was actually over at Wentworth this morning. All right. Yeah. Drop that one in there. Yeah, yeah. Ended up playing. We had a little play on the par three course, which was quite fun. They're all little short holes. The longest hole is 150 yards. But other than that, they're from 50. Well, probably one of them. Just vary all the way up, but. Really small greens and just real good for the uh, for the way to play. Yeah, great for practice. I mean, actually, we'll talk a bit about PJ Tour coming up. One thing from uh, watching the PJ Tour this week was um, watching Rory. It just seems like he's turned the corner with his wedges. Every time I dialed in and he came on the coverage and a wedge shot, he just hit it inside 10 feet every single time. He looked confident and he's yeah. giving it a funny little follow-through, working the ball in there. He's really, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he, for me... He's really turned the corner. He nearly landed, landed in a hole a few times. He actually hit a pin a couple of times yesterday as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's obviously be, he's changed his technique a touch and he's obviously getting those numbers dialed in and I think we're going to see some really good things. So that does bring us into chatting about the PGA Tour this week. The uh, penultimate event before the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs. I quite like it. I think it's actually starting to get a bit more... It's kind of pick up a bit of steam, this FedEx thing. When yeah. they started it a few years ago, I was thinking, do we need that? You know, we've got a tour championship, that's fine. But, you know, like, you know, seeing players come through, the, like the bubble number of guys in and out of the yeah. top 30. Dare I say it, is it a bit more entertaining because it's got something else going on like live? Oh, I, th I think just in, from my point of view, just in general, it just brings the extra to like the normal four-round tournament. Yeah, Normal four-round tournament, it's like who's going to win, who's not going to win. Takes a long time to get to get going. But, you know, when you watch the telly and you can see the when someone has a putt, say from 10 feet and it's showing not only their score which might be they might be middle of the pack in the tournament but it's showing how that will affect who's in next week who's not in yeah that was cool that was really cool to watch and obviously the biggest one for that yesterday watching it was oh I really wanted to get through with Shane Lowry yeah, it was, it was good, on, yeah. the, on the mark all day but then I'm sure we'll come to it but that, that bunker shot that Adam Scott hit on 18 was just absolutely outrageous just unbelievable isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's something Something there for when, you, when you think so much, Shane Larry, he's, he's sitting there, 
probably got his phone in his hand thinking, right, do I book this jet to Atlanta or <laughs> yeah. where's it going, Atlanta or Dublin? <laughs> yeah. And it all, all come down to, you know, Adam Scott came through. Yeah, let's talk about that. Then, you know, we'll get on to Patrick Cantlay's amazing win in a minute, but just the um, Adam Scott, that bunker shot on 18. So he had to, he came up the last, it was basically, Birdie was going to take him much closer to uh, 20th place. A par was going to basically get him just in, yeah. to East Lake into the Tour Championship and a bogey would have pushed him just outside hit his tee shot down the left and he gone got in an awkward spot in the bunker ball standing in the bunker ball outside the bunker long chat with the caddy where we're going to hit it kind of spooned it left into the yeah. trap and then he's got a 35 yard bunker shot but upper tier upper tier and off an upslope off an upslope and it looked like there was a load of sand in that bunker and yeah. as a player as you know for a long bunker shot you don't want loads of sand. You want like, a downhill. You want a downhill lie, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> you kind of just want it. Like when it's just so hard to get that depth control because you can you can just hit the sand and the ball can just come out so dead, can't it? When there's a load in there, mm. especially when you've got to carry it all the way as well. You load of sand, you can duff and run it, but that was pinpoint perfect. To be fair, and, and weird enough, I think he played some really. He played some good golf. As a main, but he just had this issue. I don't know if you saw any of it, but on the par threes, he kept on just hitting this like push cut, and he was actually fading a lot, which actually not very much like Adam Scott. He's we know he's a drawer yeah. of the ball, and I was I was doing this commentary thing, going, oh, you know, Adam Scott, he's picking off, he's hitting great shots, and he's not holding putts, and his long games on. Then all of a sudden, he'd hit like this. I'm not gonna say it was shank, but he kept on hitting this push yeah. cut that was starting the right hand bunker and cut right at the bunker. I was like, where's that coming from? Yeah, I see. And I he looked a bit nervy one. almost. He um he left one behind the tree, didn't he? he was it on the first day? Mm when he hit one of them shots and he got stymied behind the tree. But I did see that a couple of times, but you obviously watched more than me and um, I didn't know that was an occurring thing with him, which is quite unlike him really, isn't it? Yeah, it was, but this is a man who was way outside getting to the top 30, he's top 10 in the two weeks, yeah. both weeks in the FedEx Cup to get himself into that But to that, be that fair as 30. well, before the 18th, didn't he? He made that eagle, mm, which was hill. unbelievable. Yeah, eagle great he made front there. pin over water. 205 and just hit that high soft landing. I think he had to hit five and took a bit yeah. more club and brought yeah. it in soft and rolled the putting. But he'd missed so Tip, many putts up to typical, that point. Yeah, typical golf. What do you do on the next hole? Yeah, then yeah, you go. Bogey, yeah. Gives it all back. <laughs> yeah, all back. Exactly. But yeah, what a mustard bunker shot that was to leave him. Yeah. I think if he'd leave himself six feet, he probably would have missed it. But both players, you could, Lowry, you could say he could have. He held a bunker shot. Hold a bunker shot, but he yeah. also three putted 17. Yeah. And then he had another free putt as well on that hole where there was a bowl. Everyone was putting down that hill. Cantley left it really short. Yeah, that's right. But he was like slightly softer bounce. It was rolling all the way back down to the hole. And, you know, he, he could be two or three shots better. Instead, he leaves it right on the crest of the hill, puts it down, leaves it like three foot short, then missed a three foot putt. You know? Oh. Nightmare. Absolute Nightmare. It's interesting. it's interesting though, isn't it? We're like, it's great entertainment, but it's it's at the bottom end essentially of the field. Like there's you're not really got your eyes on what's happening yeah. at the top because and even moving into next week, like the what who wins it, it's a very small amount of guys that can do any good next week in terms of winning. But it it's interesting, isn't it? How do you get you've got the entertainment at the bottom end, but you've lost it at the top. How from the yeah. coverage point of view, and we're talking about all these other tours and the 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 formats, etc. That's what they're trying to do, aren't yeah. they? That's what the team event is in live. That they're trying to get that, so there is a constant something going on. That yeah. You're looking for the whole field, not just yeah. for the top. But it's funny, isn't it? Very rarely yeah. on the PGA Tour are you looking down the cut area or the. Yeah. It's all top end, top heavy. Um, which unless it's a tour school environment where you lose card, keep cards. Yeah, thing. I mean, but that really Friday is entertaining, cut, isn't it? Friday yeah. cut show would be really. It is actually really entertaining. Cause yesterday, what, what's great when you watch the coverage is you want to see. It's a bit like you, you want to see the coverage bouncing around for different stories. Then it's gripping and it's, and it's exciting because you, you can bounce in from one end, which is like, you know, Cantlay, Schoffler, Schoffler, Scheffler, all like, you know, going for the win. That was a, that was a tough one. I, was, I kept on trying to, <laughs> when I was doing the commentary, I was thinking, don't get these two mixed up, right? That's Schoffler and Scheffler. It gets a bit tricky. But you're looking at that part and then, and then the other end is like, seeing around that bubble, it's a completely different type of pressure. And one one guy that I was so happy to see you get through is um, Sahih Tagala. I mean, that geezer, yeah. he's, he's been brilliant all year. He's had a couple of opportunities and not gone his way. But he would have started the year more than happy to keep his card. Yeah. And he's bounded through. And yesterday, he was clutched down that back nine, made three back-to-back birdies, made a big putt on the last to get 
to get into that top 30, he, and that was just mustard. He's so open, isn't he, with his emotions as well. Like, he says he's nervous all the time. He says, like, how he's feeling so, like, raw. But I was quite lucky to go out to the Waste Management uh, at Phoenix, and that was, like, his first first I seen of him. And it, that was when he was t- coming down the 18th, and he got that bad bounce, sorry, on 17, and went into the, into the piss up on the left, into the water, sorry. And, um, <laughs> and uh, but he was just warm to the crowd so much. Like everyone loved him, and um, it, it was great to watch and for, to see him take that confidence from that event. When really it could have sent him the other way, having such a bad break. But he just took all the good stuff from it, and he's just snowballed from there on. Do you think he's in that mode where, because it's his first year, it's all exciting and that's great, and you don't win, but you're just happy to have yeah. done well. You know, if that was year two, year three, year four. We might see a bit of a different player. Eh? He might be a bit, actually a bit pissed off that he hasn't won, and you know, don't maybe don't, don't feed off the confidence like he did there. Maybe, but that, that first year, you're just happy to be there, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But yeah, just a ledge, just yeah. by buzzing. He's there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, brilliant to see, and and that's and that's the exciting part. He's he's like there, fist pumping. Aaron Wise is another one. He was like he was fist pumping down. You're thinking these guys are out of the mix, and that's what we want, really. Yeah, there are quite a few. Let's admit, there are quite a few PJ Tour events, which. You kind of watch him, but you think, oh, I could switch off here. This is, uh, it's not much, you know, it is obviously great that someone's going to earn a massive check, but it's not that gripping. But we are getting to that part of the season now. And like it, like it or not, the playoffs do provide something a bit different. How they can, how they can get this kind of feel more during mid part, midway through the season around the majors is uh, probably another question that we'll probably get into. But yeah, it was good to see. And anyway, Patrick Cantley, you know, I just, when he gets in the mix, he's so hard to beat. He's just, Oddly enough, I don't think he he doesn't look like he has a classical golf swing, but he doesn't necessarily have that metronomic type of golf swing that you would see with someone like like with DJ, a little bit like with like with Rory when he gets going, John Rahm. They had that shot shape. You just think that's his shape. Whereas like, you, know, you watch Patrick Cantlay, it's like actually, what way does he move it? Yeah. He actually it's it both ways, and it sometimes it just looks random, like he aims straight, and it, sometimes it draws, sometimes it fades. And I don't mean that in a bad way to him. It just he just looks quite. He's a bit more of an old school player. Kind of, he's a bit rolly for impact. Like you know, he's quite like he's not the new age of holding the club face off and having a really stable club face. It is quite active, but he just knows how to get the job done. Yeah, I I don't know his stats, but from what I look at him, I I love watching that guy putt. Mm. Like I just like he's my favourite guy to him and Cam Smith. I just love watching putt. But he just looks like he's got an unbelievable wedge play. He hits it pin high all the time, and he just putts unreal. That's what it looks like to me. The rest of his game is just good enough to be there. Is that true? I don't know. That's just what it looks like from from our watching. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. He's obviously a, he's a playoff specialist, having won now won three of them in the last two years. Looking good for his next week. But yeah, you said about his putting there. He's, like, he's in that realm of like it's always doesn't matter if he's thirty feet away. It's, it's a bit of a surprise if the ball doesn't go in. Yeah, but you can see some players are trying to putt to get it close. You know, you'd watch say. You know, uh, like Adam Scott or someone, you're thinking, okay, he's rolling it down there. Will it go in? Maybe, maybe not. But you're just thinking, he's like, he's he's looking to get this ball to like stop on the edge of the cup and fall in, no matter whether it's from like four feet or from you yeah. know thirty five feet, which not all the players have. Bit of a head's gone for you. Come on, him. Why? Why be so boring? <laughs> yeah, he's not everyone's cup of tea, is he? But like, he just won that event. He won all that though. Just like have a little bit of something about it on the 18th. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, his missus came running onto the green, gave him a little, like, it was like a little peck. He was like, All right, all right, love, get out of the way. Yeah, got somewhere to go here. You thought he would have you know, got in there and been a bit elated, you know, yeah, had just, nothing. But the, interestingly, do you think that the environment again? I mean, we've all become so used, they've become used to it, we've become used to it, the PJ Tour and their setup. There's no big hurrah at the end, is there? Like, and I think bringing that comes l- to the players, though, doesn't it? Can you think like. Tiger just <coughs> celebrates, doesn't he? Yeah, and he would. He would celebrate, and you you always got that feeling like he wasn't when he celebrated. He wasn't celebrating for no one else but himself because he was into it. But yeah, like the whole like you know, tip the hat. Yeah, that's cool. Just won like a few more million. Yeah, but it puts like a little full stop on the event. Like it's just one. Like you just have a bit of a like a tiger fist pump or something like that, or a little tear, or I don't know what it is. But you're just like, okay, that's finished now. Like turn it off. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they didn't have Amanda on the green afterwards to do the. Do the winner's chat, and she's quite good at getting someone to get a bit teary. Maybe that, maybe that's what he needed. But yeah, he just seems a bit like he's a bit sterile. 
Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so good because he doesn't have so many highs, doesn't have his lows are not as low. Well, that's why his nickname is Patty Ice, isn't it? He give nothing away. He's like he's a bit of an ice man, isn't he? But you know, may, maybe maybe we'll get a bit more for him next week. Yeah, if he wins that for the second time, maybe that's why. Like like, what's his name? I'm going to murder his name. Trin Trin Trinkle. You're going to let me say it. Cameron Tringali. Yeah. Triangle. Cameron Triangle. But someone like that, like I would much rather see him win. Can you imagine if we, if when Tagala wins? Yeah. It'll be blubbering over the green, will he? There you go. Tagala. Is that who, is that who you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, no, Tringali. Not Tringali. Tring- yeah. I was thinking that, yeah. Tagala. Yeah, here we go. Anyway, yeah, so we probably should mention Scotty Scheffler, world number one. Kind of up there again, been a bit quiet through the last few months. Like, he was obviously had that amazing run, had that really good purple patch. Since then, he's kind of been in the top ten, always there, but not really in the mixer. This week was the first time in the mix again. Good to see, you know, kind of stepping up. And then John Rahm, you haven't seen him for a little while. I think he could be bubbling up towards something t- towards next his, week. Put his um, foot on the accelerator, didn't he, over the weekend? What was it, 65, 67, was it? Yeah, he had a pretty slow start, 70, 73, and then he did, yeah, 65, 60, was it 65, 67? Like but yeah, he, he just looked a lot better. I, I feel like him and Rory have just, just kind of stepped it up. They've, been, they've both been... They've not won the amount of times you think they will, but he both looked really strong this week, I thought. The amount of times you watch Rory, though, like, and he finishes three or four off the lead, and you just think, he could have won that by so... He had well. that triple early in the tournament, didn't he? Yeah, and just took himself three, yeah. out of it. But yeah. It, again, he's had a bad putting week. Like, there's, I keep watching him putt, and I think, what is it? There's just something there that's uncomfortable. Like, he's so stiff and rigid, and then... When he looks down the line, it's like he looks over his shoulder. It just it doesn't that bit look is a like. Bit odd, isn't it? I don't know if it's like when he hits his driver, like his left shoulder is quite high, which is good mm. for a driver because you set up quite on a tilt to hit yeah. on the up. But it kind of like it's like that with his. With if his you putting. see his stroke, he hits the ball. If it's a bit off, he hits the ball a long way up the ball, doesn't he? Yeah. At the bottom of the putter hits almost half out the ball sometimes. And he had one yesterday. He kind of just jumped up, and if anything, like if he misses a putt, he misses it right. Yeah, almost where he's like he's like, the, the club's coming up and then he's he- holding it off. Sometimes he has had putted well for a long time this year, but when it's off, that seems it, to be the one. It does make sense then of that being. Yeah, that, that seems to be the one. It's a bit frustrating, but just feel like he's going to have a week sooner or later where he just doesn't have the one bad hole and he'll romp it. Did you see his driving stats this week? Every single drive he hit was over three hundred yards. Some boy Mental, isn't, it? isn't it? And more than way well, more than three hundred. It's up on it's up on the driver. Yeah, that just seeps through into his putting a little bit. Exactly, that's what I mean. Same setup, yeah. yeah. Just rips it. <laughs> let's text him. <laughs> Full send. Yeah, let's get him on the on the DMs on Twitter or something like that. Yeah, I am available, Rory. If he your shoulders come up a little bit. Yeah, but then he might start hitting down the putter, and he might start hitting down the driver, and start start hitting it like two seventy. How often do you see that in coaching, though? Like the yeah. tra- the traits that go through the game, like it is unbelievable. Yeah. We should probably mention Will's out. Always had to pull out. Big like big kicking the nuts out for him really. Number one leading the FedEx Cup, having to pull out because he injured his uh, on the third or fourth hole in the third round, hit a tee shot, tweaked something in his back, and then that was it. They had to he was playing with Grio, had to like let a couple of groups go through, and he was trying everything he could to like try and um, get fit again. He had the trainer out in the course, but it just wasn't quite right. So did they have to let all the groups through, and then all of a sudden the, the geezers play on his own? Yeah, then they, yeah, then Greer's had to play on his own. <laughs> what that's what a nightmare! As his head's gone, yeah, that's a tough one. But like, but Mark, you mean you've had some back injuries and so mm. forth, and been all through that. I mean, from a mental point of view, that's so frustrating. Isn't it when your body just won't let you do what you need to do, especially when you're playing well and you're leading something. The last thing you want to do is pull out. No, uh, yeah, and it's like so physically, it's an issue, but now mentally, it becomes an issue. <clears throat> I should imagine he's he's found it very difficult to continue that round, but now he's got to find uh, find a way of getting ready for next week. And now it becomes a bit of a mental thing as well. It, it's just so hard. And it, I mean, I, obviously, I've never been in that position that close to winning the FedEx Cup. But I should imagine he's absolutely gutting to have to walk off and make that call. And as you say, like you, you find a way, you try and find a way, don't you, to just get it done. And there's, I've played plenty of rounds in my life where I shouldn't have even bothered teeing off. And it just gets, it accumulatively gets worse and worse and worse. And everything gets worse and worse and worse. But you just try and find a way. Um, and obviously he couldn't it must have been pretty bad if, must you know. have been pretty bad also do you reckon that maybe part of it was like I'm better off leaving now give myself a few days and hope to get this right by Monday Tuesday Definitely. to give myself a run up into next week so if I win next week I still get it done rather than 
even just trying to get through the next two days means that puts him out Monday, Tuesday, doing it, trying to find out what's going on. Definitely. And then Wednesday's on the tournament again. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they were, you know, maybe they tried to, like you said, they had the physio out there, try and find a quick fix. If it was just a click, you know, then fine, crack on. But obviously it wasn't that. And probably a great call. We'll see by the end of next week. But probably a great call, as you say, to buy yourself that window of time. Because if it isn't something major, you can turn that around within 48 hours and he should be good to go come Thursday next week, this week. I think it's a fatigue injury. So that's why he's going to take take the time out. There was in not play the rest of it, try and get through it because it obviously needs a rest. Mm. Do you think he hasn't won before? And but when he won, it was how many playoff holes as well. Yeah. So it's been an unbelievable lo- long week with the playoff holes, plus all the mm. press afterwards, standing around and. And he doesn't have doesn't have a very like um, low maintenance on your body kind of goal swing, does he? You no. know, he's a bit you know, he's a bit of a rubber band man. You think, yeah. and he set, he actually sets up which looks. Which we all know we're like the three injured golfers, aren't we? Like <laughs> yeah. with backs and that sort of stuff. We have like the straight back and the flex knees that set up, and it, you know it, look, it does look like he puts a, some strain on his back when he a lot of talk, in having yeah. to move and put yourself in those positions, which does happen, doesn't it? As a as a good player, you do you 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 will sacrifice your body to the shot you need to hit rather than yeah. somebody who's not as good. They'll kind of like sacrifice the shot to get their body to move a certain way, and he is a bit that way. And he, you know, I'm not saying I don't know that's the actual case, and. You know, it might be nothing to do with it, but it, it does seem, you know, Adam Scott, he's adapted his technique, his setup over the years to accommodate any injuries, not had any injuries. Yeah, Colin Montgomery never had any injuries, you know, have a softer, they all have a much softer address than he has. If, if you just lined him up in, a, say, 50 players on a BJ tour and with his swing and his body, if you had to pick someone that you, someone's going to say to you, someone's going to get a back injury, mm. you'd probably pick him. Yeah. Just, it just looks that way. It just goes into a, some of these ranges of his swing, and you just think you have got to be seriously strong to. Yeah, to and keep he does. I mean, and he moves so fast, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's so he's so good. He actually goes against the grain. A lot of the modern golf stuff, you know, a bit of a cup wrist on the top, open face on the way down. He kind of you know has a different setup, whereas you know a lot of the youngsters being taught now, but you know, it's much more it's much easier to go like flat wrist. Yeah. You know, not much face rotation, softer softening the setup. So it'd be interesting to see whether this is just a complete one off. But there is, it is something you look at, you think, oh, he's going to do himself injury at some point. And, but yeah. he hasn't done. And then, as you say, maybe a bit tired. Yeah. You know, body's gone, nah, not having that. He's not, he hasn't won, so he, something new to him. Because he, he won, he got a back injury. Well, I, did he actually get one? Because he started getting the yips again. I saw yeah. a couple of dodgy putts. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he didn't want it to seep in. Like one of them looked like he was he hit the ground so hard, he didn't think he was going to get come back to the ball. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So maybe... Maybe he just thought he wanted to go and clear his head for next week and didn't want to keep yipping it for the rest Even of the Even that dodgy stroke, is, it's kind of worked this year. And then all of a sudden now, it's just like, he's had the last two weeks, he's got, oh. oh that I think anymore. after a win, it'd be the time for it to go away. Whose uh, clip is worse, Lucas Glover's or Will Zalatoris's? You know, the, you, Lucas Glover's won ages ago in the US yeah. Open. Which would you rather not watch if you had the choice? They were both pretty bad, weren't they? I think Glovers is worse. A standard putter always looks worse on a hip than a than a broom. I think when he hits it just out the hip, oh, yeah. <laughs> on the, just the, on the camera bit. Tea, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both pretty bad. It's actually, I think, it's quite an achievement to put strokes like that bad oh, in that short short space of time of a, of a stroke. Elves was bad, wasn't it? The first. Oh, one that one of the Masters. Oh, the four or five. That was brutal. That was bad. Yeah. First event, first hole of an event as well. Mm. That's a long. Yeah, it's amazing. Week. We we uh we is a, a local doctor that we know who's friend, a African guy who's friends with him. We're staying in his house that week, and he obviously that happened on the first hole. And what did he do? He five or six putted, didn't he? Yeah, there's something shocking. Mad, yeah. You know, and this is Ernie Els way into his career. You know, achieved. You know, won all the majors and everything. And uh, he asked him what had kind of happened. He just said it was just nerves. He just wanted to win so badly. He's just been like you know, pushing himself so much. That it all kind of came to fruition. I find, I find that amazing. You would think Ernie Els went into his 40s, won all the majors, he'd go to the Masters, like proper chilled out. But it's, even at that point, he's still in his head. He's grinding so much, it's kind of pushed him towards having a meltdown on the first screen. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, that just, uh, that just amazed me. I did. did not expect that whatsoever. Have you guys had any putting issues like that? I used to really struggle on the first, maybe first, second hole. Sometimes I couldn't even feel my arms. And it wasn't because it, I was playing in a massive, it wasn't a massive moment. It would be more often than not. I think it was just a realisation that this, you know, means that this is 
the beginning of it meaning something for 18 holes and it would it it would not be an issue moving forward it was maybe like the first the two putts but really really weird like and it wouldn't be because I was worried about my technique or it would just turn up it was anxiety really at the end of the day yeah. and then it would shake itself off as I say within a hole or two and then I'd be absolutely fine it wouldn't always happen either but sometimes I just walk up to this the four foot or whatever it is for birdie or par on the first and just be like oh no I can't feel my arms. It's, it's so odd that when something like that hits you, isn't it? It's yeah. so odd. I mean, my mum used to come and watch me when she, you know, back in the day. And she said that she could never watch me putt. So she'd always like, have to walk off or like close her eyes or turn around. And I remember just thinking, what are you talking about? Like, that's like the easy bit. What you don't want to watch is a T-shirt. I'm thinking, I might never see this ball again. <laughs> that's the nervy bit, you know, but it's, everyone has their own little pieces, don't they? Where yeah. It's, yeah. it's different for everyone. One of my pals growing up, he was a good player, played a bit on the tour. Kieran Thornton, you would know him. So we used to play uh, foursomes golf together, like for the county and, and so forth. And he would, more often than not, for some reason, a decent stroke, but he'd just miss really short putts sometimes. And it was just something that happened from two feet, he'd just miss it. And I'd be like saying, and I had that conversation with him, like, you know, don't worry, mate, like, the, the putting's the easy bit. But he was, his, his, but his viewpoint, he was a really straight hitter. He, used to, he just put me in play every single time. I didn't see him lose a ball for about 15 years. His argument was, no, it's much easier to hit a fairway than it is to knock a putt in because... You can fit like fifteen thousand golf balls across a fairway, but you, but like a golf ball, like only two and a half balls fit in the, fit in the hole. <laughs> that's the way he thought, and I was thinking, no, but that's only there today. You just everyone has those little things in their head, don't they? You know, all all a bit different. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Any, anything parts of the game that make you nervous? No, no, I'd say with the putting side of it, I've definitely had it on on a last day of a tournament or something like that, where leaving putt short, like struggle to get it to the hole where you're a bit tense and being free mm. i've had that i don't think i don't think you're alone on that one i think that's yeah. the most common fault for tour well elite players isn't it when it comes when you're but under the gun I, I, on far screens i don't get that it's okay because you can just sort of Guess get it going hole, it? yeah less yeah. friction yeah but when the greens are slow and the greens are not good can't get it there. i feel putts as well no, i can never i can't understand right when people go yo uh never up never in or make sure you get if it's a putt for a half or something like that. Like make sure you get it so they whack it. Oh, at least yeah. I got it there. Like <laughs> makes no sense because like to me, I'm like also you do realize the putt that goes past the hole also hasn't gone in. <laughs> you just hit it too hard now. Yeah, and like, it missed it line. Yeah. Missed its line. <laughs> makes no, it makes no sense to me. Just 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 hold a freaking putt. Yeah, just hit a good putt. Simple yeah. as that. It's like in foursome, isn't it? Sh- should I go first? So you can go for yours. <laughs> I'm going for it anyway. <laughs> Trying to no make difference. this. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't get it. Absolutely don't get it. So, yeah, well, it's not quite a head's gone, but, yeah, it's, it's in there. So um, there was some other stuff on the PJ Tour last week, which we'll get to. Actually, talking about the head's gone, the DP World Tour, I didn't get to see it. I was busy yesterday. I'm not sure if you guys got to see it. I'm not going to lie, the DP World Tour is really taking third or fourth fiddle in it in, in the moment in the yeah. golf yeah. chat and entertainment business. It's not really getting much coverage at all. But going on that, Matt Kiefer was the winner. But he is also my head's gone because... I think last winter, staying at a hotel in Dubai, and it was in January, and um, there was a tournament going on in Dubai, and uh, we're going up to, I think it was, we're actually going to one other venue to go and practice. We're going to one other venue to go and practice, and Titleist had, uh, it's where they set up camp at the back of the range, and they invite all their players down and people who, you know, use the brand and stuff to come and get fitted with all the tour guys. And it's a really good setup because they have a couple of guys doing long game and driver, then they have Will doing the wedges part of it, then they have the ball fitting. It's like it's quite a good setup they have up at um, Jamiro Golf Estates. So you get booked in for the day and then you leave. Anyway, so I was come out, had breakfast. Matt's Keefer's on a couple of uh, he's on the table like just across the way. And I looked at my watch, I'm thinking, right, yeah, I should set off now. I know that he's the tightest place. We're going to the same place. Right. So anyway, so I get up and start walking. And there's like there's one taxi outside the hotel and I kinda we know you know, we've nodded at each other, we know who each other are. So we're kind of walking out and there's one taxi. You think, oh, lovely, I'll make that. That's cool. And as I'm getting there, we both go kind of like going through the, uh, through the doors at a similar sort of time. And I'm just ahead of him. And he jogs past me and gets in the freaking taxi <laughs> and just shut the door. And I was thinking, is he having a laugh? You can see that on where I'm going. He jog- he's got- he run past me and got in the taxi and shut the door. Didn't ask me nothing. <laughs> I'm thinking, going to the same place, you idiot. <laughs> so then like so I've had to wait a few minutes for the next taxi to get there and then, and then, and then literally get to the get to the golf club then like you know you, you go to the little bag drop bit 
and like he's standing there with his clubs. I'm like, this geezer. And then, and then the guy, you know, the guy comes round from the golf op. So I want to lift down to the back of the range. Like, yes. Yeah. So now we're sat in the same buggy <laughs> to the back of the range. But he's nicked my taxi and didn't. He, if it was me, I'd been like, you going to the same place or whatever. Like, yeah. That is, yeah. I could have yeah. slapped him. Did he not? Did <laughs> he not acknowledge <laughs> you on the other side? Did he not say? It was oh, just, it was so, just, so, sorry, I didn't realise. Well, no, he was just awkward. Then he just like <laughs> he wouldn't even look at me. I God. couldn't believe it. Yeah, just. But you know what that is? That is just. Um, that's the one bit I don't like about tour golf. Is like the tour players, and I, I, don't, I don't think I did it myself. They just, there is like a weird, maybe I did do it. I'm, I apologize to anybody uh, from how many years ago if I did do it. But there's just, for some people, there's like a weird entitlement, isn't there? To like, I'm on tour, I'm the player here, so I, I come first. Yeah. And you see that quite a bit. You know, sometimes there's been players over the way they talk to caddies and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I could never get that because I was always like, always like, the caddy's a geezer as well, and he's doing his job, and he's, arguably as good at his job as I have at my job. Just the, the part of hitting the ball is kind of the icing on the cake, isn't it? So I, I, I could never get my head around the way that some some players would talk to their caddies as if, I don't know, not... Slaves is a strong word, but like uh, like their butler or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, just found, I just found that really, really, it was really quite, quite funny you say that. The two of them stories sort of mix into one for me. So I played with Max Kiefer out in um, Qatar in the Qatar Masters. Oh, he's not a good... Not a friend of this pod, is he? And <laughs> yeah, also played with Ollie Fish. Yeah, I remember I walked around, yeah. And um, yeah, of course you were, he was out there. And um, so Fish, as we know, he's a legend, he's a great guy, he's a friend of ours. But with caddies, he can he can go off on one, can't he? As we know, he's he's gone for a very few, intense about his golf, yeah. He is, yeah. So as you say, I wouldn't say I was bad I was talking to him like a slave or whatever, yeah. or but they do have that very direct very direct yeah which was very new to me that mm. on that side of it but then also mac there was some marshals people walking and stuff like that and charlie uh george was on my bag and i always remember just max Kiefer just showing marshall marshall like to getting everyone to stop and it, hey there's probably All eight people walking around we're <laughs> we're in like one of the last exactly one of the last groups on the first day or whatever it was and um yeah, there was hardly anyone there. And he's just shouting out for these marshals doing their job. And I think they're actually just walking into the clubhouse to finish <laughs> their day. Yeah, we're done, mate. You're taking yeah. too long. And so <laughs> I remember him um, having head off there as well. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it, it is a funny... That's not all tour... No, not all tour players are that highly strung or whatever it is, but there is that weird... Yeah. There's that weird thing about, like... Because when you see the tours move around, having played and now been on the other side and like doing a bit, you know, like we're doing here or being in the media and seeing... In the overall like product, for want of a better word, you actually realise that it's a massive circus to which the players are actually a small part of it. You know, when you see all the TV crews and different media outlets, and then you see like the referees and the officials and people from the golf club and the volunteers. Like, yeah, the, the everyone's there to see the golfers, but there's so much goes into it to make to give the golfers what they get. You just think sometimes like. Just give, give him a little shake and go, just by the way, mate, no one actually knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> this all happens because of all these other people here. I, th- I think we've gone through a phase, though, haven't we, where um, all the psychologists and the mentors in, in golf, let's say a decade ago, were pushing everyone really hard to be like, you've got to believe that you're, let's say, you've got to act like Tiger. You've got to, you've got to be basically a real dick and put on this front, you know, can't let anyone in, it's all for show, you know, you've got to act like you're going to win the tournament at every given point. And I think we're coming out the back of that now. I think what's happening with Tiger now is he's opening up towards the end of his career. I think people are starting to realise, not just because of that, that you don't have to have the front on the whole time. You don't have to be a dick. You can... in in and out of that. Yeah, exactly. There's a middle ground. And I think uh, you are starting to see that with the younger generation now. They can um, sort of walk the line much better. You know, they're better with the media. They're better with the public uh, overall. You'll still get the odd guy that will be you know, all these tour players are, are pampered and they, they love it. And as you say, there's, there's a, some people, there's an entitlement to it. But I think it probably is getting a little better than what we've experienced in the past. Yeah, you hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but yeah. Someone like Jordan Spieth's been really good for that. I don't know, if, did, did you guys see in the third round, there was, like, there was such a good bit of television where he'd kind of hit the front. So he got hit tied for the lead. And he's, uh, it was just a moment, like, you know, when, when we did a commentary, you kind of like, you know, you're talking through, you tend to talk between, when the coverage or the, the, the shot comes to the player, you tend to talk between then and when they hit their shot and let it go. Unless there's a piece where the, 
when the mics come up and then you can hear the player and the caddy talking, which is like a really good bit because that is the real insight. And so, you you know, you kind of go quiet while you let, you let them kind of take the show for a little while. And obviously when it flashes to Jordan Spieth, like the network just know there's going to be chat. So the mics always go straight up. So you can literally, where we sit in the booth, you just turn your record bit off and you just sit there and you just, you know, drinking your tea and have your Haribos or whatever while he just takes over. But there was this one bit where he's got this shot over water, second shot. Did you see it, Josh? I'll see the clip. It's on my uh, social media. I'll, I'll, I'll share it again. So he's got, he's hit the lead third round early on and he's got, he's in the fairway bunker on the left. It's a bit of a downhill second shot. Let's say it's like 170, 160 maybe. Um, I think it's 160 down the hill. It's on a slight upslope and it's like water short. So Grella's there and he's going, we just wedge this out, knock it on. Have a pa pa pa, and Speed's going. Yeah, but you know it's on. It's already on the upslope, and if I hit this good, if I hit this club good, I've got this no problem. And Greta's like really trying to talk him out of it, saying like it's just you know it's, it's unnecessary. But Speed's like, no, no, this is the club. Like, let me get in there and have a look. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've got this. Like, it will it will go up, and it can tell Greta's just like, nah, this is this is wedge out. So so he's like, you know, he's, they're backwards and forwards, and then it just gets to a point where Greta just goes, look. This is a Tuesday or Wednesday shot, not a Saturday shot. And Speed's like, "No, no, it's fine. I've got it." He said, "Tell you what, Michael, this one's on me. This one, I'll take this one. This, one, this is not you. This one's on me. I'm going for it." And you can see Greta just been like, rolled his eyes, like, "Oh, well, you can't actually see him roll his eyes, but his mannerisms, like, yeah, he yeah. has his shades on, thinking, what's he doing?'" Like, picks up the bag, walks away. Speed just gets in there and he just duffs it. He just duffs it and he just hits it fat and splashed straight in the middle, middle of the water. He, oh, and then from that point, he just like completely capitulated. But it was almost like, you could see Greta just been like, told you so. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the whole chat, wouldn't let him have, But the, the, this is a Tuesday or Wednesday shot. He's like, yeah, you do that in a practice round. Yeah, Not when yeah. you're tired for the lady on Saturday. And he just went, he went, it went down from there. But it was a great, it was, we love it because this gives us like five minutes off while they're chatting about it. Yeah, it's brilliant. They hit another shot, didn't they? I think it was on the first day or the second day, even. The amount of swearing, the amount of times you have to apologise for him as well. Like, yeah. he, he is brilliant to watch. Yeah, him and, and Tyrrell. Tyrrell's the same as well. He's, he's a great watch. Talking about like you know, uh, players being uh, intense and whatever. Tyrrell's a bit that way. Like he's intense oh, yeah. on the golf course and he's like you know swearing and yeah. hand signals. But uh, you know he's all right after that. He'll take part. He'll take the mick out of himself. Yeah, yeah. Does all the stuff he does with the European tour. Like he's he's one of those kind of guys that's been able to keep the intenseness, but like knows that yeah. it's not real life. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it seems to be a key part of his performance. Like, he needs that, and he knows he needs that. And I think that's great. He's a great guy to watch. Like, uh, and I'd like to see, I think, moving forward with the broadcasting, obviously the PGA Tour are probably going to have to change the way they do things in reaction to what else is going on with Liv, etc. I think the more open mic stuff that you can get... You know the players have got nothing to hide. Really, it's not a secret what the, what they're going through with their caddies, and it doesn't really assist anyone else in that given moment. No one's going to gain anything on them. So why not open mic it? And for the most part in the UK, like most of the golf PJ coverage is after the threshold, so you can language isn't so much of an yeah, issue. Red like, button golf would be must have. It, it would be. Yeah, It'd be brilliant. So Remember, in, uh, you used to be able to do that in the, with the football on Sky, wouldn't you, where you'd got the two windows. You had the, the fan fans zone. Yeah. fan zone and then you had the you know the, co- the professional commentators. Just to have that option, how brilliant would that be? Yeah, like an un, yeah, an explicit version of golf. Yeah. That would be good. Because <laughs> it does exist. Like, we've spoon-fed this like very sort of PC version yeah. of golf. But the explicit version of golf is out there every it. single week, and yeah. it would be so funny to watch. It would be great. I'd I'd tune into that over normal coverage if it was available. Yeah, for a, it's, it's certainly through up to the point where, to the end of the tournament, yeah. you would definitely just just give it a bit of juice. You would definitely do it around the cut and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It'd be mustard, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it's happening every Saturday yeah. and Sunday at your local yeah. golf course in your four ball, isn't it? So, so true, and yeah. you can, you can guarantee it's happening down the stretch for these guys. Like, yeah, that'd be mustard. Yeah. Right, so we, that gets us to about 40 minutes. We're going to take a little break and uh, we'll come back for a little part two roundup. Nice. Right, part two. We had a little break there, a little part two for this week's pod. So we've covered PGA Tour. We've covered, kind of covered DP World Tour, what everyone's been up to. Now let's have a little chat about the dark side, a bit of live golf chat. There hasn't been a tournament, but there was a meeting. There's chat of more players going across all that jazz, as it always seems to be. At some point, this is all going to peter out, isn't it? And it's, you know, people are going to, it's going to be less chat about people moving 
and it is going to be what it is what it is. But last week, a bunch of PGA Tour players met up at the tournament to have a little chat without the PGA Tour being there, just like a players' meeting. And even even the goat man flew in on his jet. I don't know if did you see the video when he came off his <laughs> plane. And had just to drive himself and in his little himself. Nissan hire car. Yeah. Did he actually? Yeah. Yeah, him and Ricky. A Nissan Patrol, yeah. I didn't see that. That's, yeah, that's bring, dangerous. I he didn't brought f- Ricky Fowler, right? Yeah. Brought Ricky Fowler. You know, Rick, on the plane, mate. Why is he jumping with me? And then and he just gets in his Nissan Patrol and he gets around the driver's seat and off he goes. You think he just wouldn't drive anymore, wouldn't you? Have all the stuff he's done. Yeah, some moody clubber on as usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you think he wouldn't drive, wouldn't you? No. But he just he must must be his S- thing. Especially if he's uh his track record with the old behind the wheel. Yeah, that's a good point, that. He's got his licence back, obviously. Yeah. Um, not saying he lost his licence, I don't know that. But um, <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a bit of a secret meeting, and they were all apparently sworn to secrecy. But one of the reporters, Adam Shipnook, who's, who has been quite controversial, and he's, you know, he's done, did the Mickelson book and all that sort of stuff, did a little post of some points that were chatted about. So whether, whether he's made those up or whether he's got a source on the inside... We don't know, but what he said, so allegedly, uh, one of the points is players discussed potential for an 18-event tour within the tour where the top 60 players would compete in two WG-style events per month with $20 million purses. The remainder of the tour season would be filled in with events for lower, mid-tiered players who could get upfront money. 500 grand figure was suggested that would go against tournament winnings. Next point. Tour would relinquish in its non-profit status, which is, would be quite a big deal, which would open the possibility of private investments from billionaire figures such as J.P. McManus, where players like Tiger and Rory would have equity stakes. Next point. Pro PJ Tour players also discussed possibility of talking to Live at some point. Seven players are set to be announced to be joining Live after the playoffs conclude. All of them have participated in the first playoff event you know, what's, you know, what is next? I mean, there's quite a lot to unpack there. You know, one piece that stands out to me, maybe being an ex-player, is how that guaranteed figure of half a million dollars to each player. I think it's something that, that needs to happen somewhere along the line. Golf's a top-tier sport, and the way that uh, the PJ Tour are moving and the amount of money around, I think there should be a guaranteed amount of money once you get to the Tour. Yeah, I think, because even on a Wednesday, people come and watch the practice rounds, and even on a Thursday and Friday... Some of these players have still hit some shots where people are going to go home and be like, that's the best shot I've ever seen. And that they have still played their part in entertaining that crowd. And they might not go home with anything. So I, I do agree there should be a set a set price for everyone. Yeah, is, is that 500k outside of earnings for the rest of the year? Well, that kind of set, it says 500k figure was suggested that would go against tournament winnings. So so yeah, you, you guaranteed so. that amount. Which are, so Someone told me, again, I don't know... The, uh, if this is actual or not, in that some of the deals that have gone on in Live, it's guaranteed money. So, let's say for instance, uh, someone like Stenton, Let's say, I don't know what his number is, but whatever his number is, let's say player A has got a fifty million dollar signing on bonus from Live. If they go and win four million, they don't get an extra four million. That's just part of up to fifty million. Oh right. Okay. So it's, it's guaranteed money. So it's not guaranteed money plus plus. It's like. That's, you're getting that, yeah, and we're taking front. that. So for the lower yeah. ranked players, let's say that join Live, that's a it's a slightly better deal. That obviously it will different accumulate. Deal. Yeah, different. It will yeah. accumulate. But for someone like no disrespect at all, but someone like Laurie Cantor, that guaranteed money is is very appealing, isn't it? If the number's right, as opposed to you know Stenson that has a bigger number but then can't claim his four million that he you know it's yeah, all so he's part getting of whatever it is. So say what, what was DJ's number was it like 130 million, 150 yeah. million. So he just keep, he just plays golf until he gets that hundred. You know how's that work for him? But he doesn't. He's not 150 million. Then he oh, I won this week, so now I've got 154 coming. But that we're not coming down the stretch. Like this is what I don't get. So for me, the motivation in a live tour event would be to earn that extra dough. Yeah, if you're going to play an event on the PGA Tour and it's got history. You know, there's a bit of, I want to win whatever tournament it is, the FedEx or the Players' Championship. You know, it's got history. Other people have won it, so there's something else to play for. But if you've already got the money in the bank and you're just playing a live event and it does, you're not going to get the extra money, it's just coming out of what you're going to get, then, then what are you actually playing for? Is that even taking it back to the pure way of winning? Just for love of the game, just for beating your mates now, isn't it? Yeah. Not even about the money. 
I'm just, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate there. It does. It sounds weak, doesn't it? You're thinking, I don't. Doesn't matter if I shoot eighty or seventy, which is essentially. Yeah, that's put a bit of a what the what the Tories. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't realised that. I, I thought that Dustin, for example, I'm not 100 percent on that, but yeah. like, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people. They're like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, that's muddy the waters for me somewhat. Yeah. So you're not going now. <laughs> well, I would just, I'll just give it another thirty th- yeah. thirty seconds thought maybe. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's stick on the Minotaur, shall we? <laughs> Keep it there. Yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. It seems to be a new piece of information that comes out every week that slightly changes what you first thought, yeah. whatever. But the PJ Tour going to have to adapt so quick. To put that in in play that quickly is a, it's a big job. Well, they've got time, haven't they? Because all this stuff that's going through the courts, etc., is like 2024, is it not? They had to rule on that one most recently for the FedEx, where those three guys didn't get a chance to play. But I think the next, covering all the things where there's illegal, I think that's 2024. So there's a but bit of time now. If they're going to want people to stop going, they're going to have to start putting this in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to step on it pretty quick. Well, Greg Norman's recently come out and said that, you know, he's got plenty of agents and players calling him now, managers. But, you know, they kind of missed the boat a little bit. Like the early guys that went, that's where all the money has gone. Now he's got managers calling him and he's saying that, you know, that, that, that time has kind of passed a little bit. That's one part. Another part, like someone like Pat Perez, he's now withdrawn his name from the ongoing court case. Doesn't want to be part of it. Because I think that's another part which has come up when we chatted about it a bit last week was, you know, the whole like, you know, uh, moving to another tour, knowing what all the ramifications are going to be and then coming back and suing your mates and that sort of stuff. That doesn't seem to sit right. No, that's but, no good. You know, DJ, for instance, he's just, he's moved across and he's gone, yeah, thanks a lot. And he's gone. That's kind of why he's not getting the heat. This one, this kind of going back and, you know, I'm moving because I want to play less and be around my family and then actually, but I actually want to come back and play, you know, when it suits, that doesn't sit right, that part of it. That's that's not that's not cool whatsoever. So we'll, I don't know, we'll see how that all pans out. Whether this stuff from Adam Shipnook is actually, is real or not, we, we'll, we'll guess we will see. But you know, I don't know, there was a bit of like a, a bit of a baller moment when Tiger's just, it seems to have got to a point when Tiger's gone, look, I'll come and sort this out. <laughs> and he's just, he just come, he's obviously got them all in a room and give them a chat. It'd be, it'd be amazing to hear, hear what he had to say and what, and you know, and he has an interest because if the PGA Tour does, you know, I'm not saying it's going to fold, but you know, that PGA Tour becomes less of a thing, then it does kind of kill his legacy a little bit. So yeah. he's got a bit of an invested interest in it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Did you see what um, Rory put out there or someone asked him? He was like, there's definitely a goat or an alpha in the room, and it's not me. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it. it's so true. But you can kind of see that, can't you? Like, even when Tiger and Rory play together, there's still that respect there. It's still like Rory asking Tiger questions. How do you do this? Or how do you do that? Or, you know, you know, he's trying to talk to him, and Tiger's just, you know, just bowling along the fairway, like, all right, mate, like, trying to concentrate here. <laughs> there is that little piece about him. As much as Tiger's kind of, uh, Rory's kind of top of the tree, and Tiger's not in the, in the conversation, not at the tournament, Rory's like, he's the big draw. He's the person everyone's talking about. But yeah, as soon as Tiger turns up and he's dodgy a check shirt and his <laughs> Nissan Patrol, he just, he just takes over, doesn't he? Well, even even at the JP, uh, when they're all on the range and then Tiger turns up and that's ultimately, you're in Ireland, it's, it's Rory's you know backyard, he's kind of the boss, it, it, everything changes. Tiger turns up and R- Rory takes a back seat. It, you know whether even he does in it Ireland. Or, yeah even if he if, I don't know whether it's a conscious thing but things just do change and yeah they chat but the mood everything changes around it when he when he turns up it, it's it's amazing some boy he's yeah. at that he's at that level isn't he whatever he says people just laugh at him yeah. whatever joke you make the more famous you are people will always laugh <laughs> just get just gets away with it talking talking about court cases as well the um, Patrick Reed we've got to chat about that haven't we. The seven hundred and fifty million yeah. claim against um, Brandon Chambly Chambly and the Golf Channel for defamation of character or something. Have you like seen that. this, Josh? Unbelievable! I haven't seen it. So he's suing them for seven hundred fifty million dollars for that, for defamation of character. Um, I think is a term because basically they've like they've kind of gone to town on him and they've uh, like Chambly's called him a cheat and you know taken to a part of a murderous regime and all this sort of stuff so he feels like it's damaged his profile and his reputation enough yeah, it's, it's, it's cost uh, affected his earnings yeah, affected his earnings yeah. and so forth so he's gone in on him and uh yeah and done this this court case and, and there's there's a whole list of um there's a whole list of names that patrick reed's been called 
which you kind of know I haven't got him in front of me but I listened to it on, on the No Laying Up podcast um, of what he's been called while playing and you know a lot of it is kind of funny you think yeah, that would probably would happen there's a few obviously there's obviously a few insults that are like way below the belt and you know it's not right uh, but he's kind of attributing that all to because of what Golf yeah. Channel portrayed him stem from that wow. and it's but it's the the cases against him personally not the golf channel so he's he's suing him for 750 million himself and i'm not sure he's got that in the bank so i'm not sure how that's working it's not i do, yeah. as far as i'm aware the case doesn't include the golf channel oh, i thought it was i thought it was on both of them I, I, yeah. From what I understood, I think I'm it was not, I'm just not him. Being funny, where does these numbers come from nowadays? <laughs> I feel like everything's hundreds of millions. Yeah, that's just crazy money. It, it is crazy, isn't it? Like we look at the career earnings of some of the best players. You know, seven hundred and fifty million. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's probably only a couple of people. Tiger is we know is the first billionaire golfer to. But is yeah. there anyone that's close to seven hundred and fifty under that? No, it can't be. No. no. So where's where's he plucking seven fifty from? I, I just don't Even long term, if he looks at the, the length of his whole career, I'm sorry, Walking but he's shushing people. Yeah, there's the no chance, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's madness, isn't it? I, I guess that, is that a thing of legal, in, in legal in legal terms where you kind of go way over and above to yeah. have the case taken seriously for a settlement. Yeah, like, and for the shock factor, I don't know. Maybe it will be, but yeah, there's something something just not right about all of that. Um, or him in general, it's just, it's just there's a. He's not everyone's cup of tea, is he? No, Patrick Reed. I mean, whenever I, you know, or some of the bits I've seen, I quite liked. You don't like the fact that you know it becomes really questionable. You know, some of the uh, move that he's made, but the problem is because he's had issues in the past. Now every little rules infraction, every time he calls the ref over for a job, you think, oh, he's he's trying to nick a bit. He's trying to get a good lie there or whatever yeah. it is. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see all that all, all pans out. You know, kind of you could feel bad for him. Cause we don't know. You know, has he cheated on purpose? You never know. What do you boys reckon? Uh, a couple it's of bits he's done. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. The trouble is when things when there's more than one sort of thing that's been put on on you, and there's been I think there's more than a handful of stuff that people go on and on about. It's hard to turn a blind eye, isn't it? Everyone makes mistakes, like, and it can happen once, yeah. maybe twice. It maybe. Uh, even at his level, but you might be ignorant to the rules or not quite, or yeah. misjudge something. But I think there's so many sort of points that has his name alongside it that is on the negative yeah. side. We, we played um, played open qualifying a few years ago, me and my pal James, and there was a lad who had been done on European tour for you know breaking the rules and he'd been suspended and so forth. So he had he had that pre reputation, and halfway round we kind of got called in for like a rules infraction, uh, not sorry for for a rain delay or storm delay. And so he was in the bunker and you know, he marks his ball, picks it up, because as you're supposed to, you mark your ball wherever it is, you go back into the clubhouse, you come back in and you place it. And uh, it's quite a deep bunker and whatever. And then when we come back out, we all go back out, play, replace the golf balls and so forth. And he just plays this money bunker shot, like flips it from underneath a lip, really high, a bit of spin, down to like a foot or two feet. And there's that bit of moment you think, oh, did he put that exactly right where it was? <laughs> you know, but for no other reason, because he's got yeah. history. If it was yeah. anyone else, well, other... other other guys you play with, you just go, that's a good shot. Yeah, but yeah. there was that tiny bit in the back of your mind thinking, I wonder if, you know, is that did that go in the same spot? You know, but, you know, we'll never know. And, and it's very likely it did go back in the same spot. As but soon as someone's tarnished with that brush, you even when you're playing as a player, you know, playing with them, you, you, if there is a moment where you're looking for a ball or they're doing a drop, you do just look that yeah. little bit longer or that little bit harder yeah. when you're watching them, as, which is not yeah. just, you know, you know what they say. There. Cheaters win prizes. <laughs> <laughs> no, golf's not like that. Anyway, so uh, moving on. Um, so last week we had uh, some golf film chat. Mark, you went on this one. What's your favourite golf film? Um, so I was so Josh. You were Tin Cup. Tin Cup, great golf film. We obviously had uh, Slaty was Caddy Shack. Mine was a film called Dead Solid Perfect. What's the one with Will Smith in it? I, I, Bag I of Arts. Yeah, the back of Vance. Yeah, yeah. The and also, the there's the, uh, the the guy from Transformers, the first Transformers, the young guy. Uh, he did a great one about the US Amateur Champion. Yeah, what Francis Wimay. Yeah, so great, greatest game ever played. I, I'd probably say Bag of Vance though. That one is with it? Will Smith, I, I thought yeah. I thought it was quite a bit of you, was it? Quite, yeah, yeah. It was. You know, I, th- I think Will Smith is is pretty good. Like some yeah. of his stuff he's done is not so good, but like for the oh, most part, I yeah. I thought Bag of Vance cool. was probably. There's a bit of slapping in the face going on in this podcast now. I can't wait for that short review, saying you're going to uh, 
short on Instagram when it goes up of the podcast. And as you saying, you're gonna, you could have slapped Max Kiefer in the face. Yeah, could have slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Wait till next time I see him. Right. We're both going for a taxi. I'm definitely going to elbow him on the way past. <laughs> but no, son. That's mine. You get the next one. I'm going to be a really nice guy and let, well, him, get re- it and re-enact, let him get it. Reenact that tiger advert where someone tries to nick his bag <laughs> and, and he, t- he tackles him. Rugby down tackles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rugby tackles. That would be good. So we had a little competition. It was uh, if someone could name the um, the caddy from uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy in the movie that the, the guy, the homeless guy that he gets on the on the bag, and he's it's quite a character. And Josh Hayes wrote in, and he was able to reveal the name is. Uh, his caddy in real life he called Jared Van Snellberg, Snellenberg, which is a what a name that is. Not what you would have guessed, but well done, Josh. So there should be a bear tiger hat on its way out to you. Enjoy that. The boys will send it out for you. Boys, move. Head's gone. To Max Kiefer. He was my head's gone this week. What's Josh, what's your head's gone this week? Nothing to a golf. But have you ever ordered a Coke Cola and it comes out and it's got lemon in it? Yes. And they put a slice of lemon in it. They want a slice yeah, of lovely. lemon coke. No, mate. I, I like ordered a coke. coke. Didn't order coke and lemon. What about ice? Do you have ice? Ice is all right. It's water. <laughs> so you take coke and water, but you don't want the, coke. You don't want, don't want the lemon. No, mate. It gets a little pit, like seeds and stuff in it, and all the little bits. It's just, that's not me, no. It's not you. No. Yeah, take that back. You're a bit skeptical. I, I actually go out of my way and order it with a, like, a slice of lime. Because very rarely do I get lucky enough that's that it fine. comes out with a slice of lime. That's I see fine. what you're saying. You, you didn't, you you didn't ask for the lemon. No, you, no. you asked for your lime. That's fine. You like yeah. that. But they don't charge extra for that, Josh. <laughs> you see the look on Josh's face. His head's actually yeah. gone. <laughs> they, don't, they don't charge extra. Say, nothing's take it out nothing's spit on the floor left. But when it happened, they come out, I'm like, I've got a perfect moment. I'm going to save this. I've got a perfect moment to rant about this. And this was it. This was so it. Do, if will you take the lemon out? No, I'll send it back. You do send it back. You don't whole have that thing. moment where you take the lemon out <laughs> and as you're back. taking it out, the pip, <laughs> the pip falls in and then you've got to fish it out. Oh, you don't no. ever have that. No, sometimes I will. Depends if Kate is with me, if she can put up with like my... Uh... <laughs> Proper head's gone. Mark, any head's gone? Yeah, not related to golf. I've Go just on, started driving a new car and it's got all the modern tech and it's got lane assist. And I don't, I haven't had enough time to really look into how to switch it off, but it is murder. On the roads, like that thing's nearly killed me. I've only driven it about two or three times, and the lane assist has nearly killed me about 10. Won't let me turn on to the M25, won't let me come off, won't let me change <laughs> lane. Like it's, it's in complete control. Yeah, it's the indicator, and it's the, isn't it? You're being yeah. driven 100%. But if um, there's no one on the road, like, like we're saying, if because I have this as well, so it's if no one's around you and you know you just change lane and you don't indicate, isn't it? Yeah, so you just no one, no one needs to know that you're actually going to change no. lane. But it doesn't let you. Yeah, and if, for the most part, I don't think anyone needs to know, even if there are people on the road when I'm in. I, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know how to turn it. Doesn't, it. doesn't use a rear view mirror going forwards. Exactly, at all <laughs> times. But yeah, I've never had anything like that on a car before, and it's a piece of tech that I'm not looking to uh, use in the future, but I need to spend a bit of time to learn how to switch that a off. A little button with a ring. Yeah, red. It was green. Oh, that's what it is. And yes, the red. The little ring. So okay. keep, keep your finger on it, and it'll just take it all off. Gone. And then okay. the BMW Ultimate Driving Machine becomes the ultimate driving machine. There you Mark go. Raven. <laughs> so we've got a couple of little bits coming up as well. So we've got, um, got a couple of weeks. We've got um, our friends of Bear Tiger. Just people we know in the golf industry. There's a lot of nice people in the golf industry who are you know, doing their thing on social media and you know, playing a lot of golf and, and sharing that. So we've invited a few of them to the Wisley on the, uh, on the 14th of September. So we'll share that with you. Um, hope you boys are looking forward to it. It is going to be a bit of a competition on the day. It's a small gathering, but everyone there is pretty much serious golfers, so it's going to be slightly competitive. Spicy. It's going to. It could get spicy. Is it on meal nine? It's not going to be on meal nine. Depends. <laughs> if you're my partner, they will put it on the uh, meal nine. Could Josh just choose up meal nine because he because he hits the ball. It's just set up perfectly where wherever he hits it, it gets wider, it gets doubly as wide at the points yeah. where he can carry it to, and we're all there just. Hitting like little draws and fades into the little gaps, and he just like you know just dinks it three ten through the air, <laughs> past all the travel. So I'm gonna try and yeah, manufacture no, garden no garden church, yeah. which is the other two nines there. So that's exciting. Another thing I was going to chat about was part of the Bear Tiger project um, that we launched recently is onboarding like goat members. So you know we've got the whole Bear Tiger, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, who's the goat, um, and part of this project is you can buy in. Can get invited, but in buying and you become a goat member. 
I've been part of the goat member, you get your NFT of a, a picture of a goat sat at a desk indoors. Looks like a bit of a G. Yeah, and you can, cool, yeah. And you can like put traits to it. So you can have, so you personalize your own goat. So um, I actually redid my one this week. So uh, my goat is sat at his desk and he's got, he has a cigar in his mouth, as I do like the old cigar, very fr- infrequently. Got It has a Negroni sitting on the desk. Nice. He's going to have a white hoodie on with a gold Bear Tiger logo, Black Heart Foundation cap on backwards. And he's going to have, the, I'll just put the Elton John like heart sunglasses on him. <laughs> I was going to go wrap around Oakley's, but I've gone for the Elton John's. Uh, just again, to go along with the old Black Heart Foundation theme. And then a uh, white Bear Tiger golf bag. I've got Open Championship 1999 flag in the background. And then I did put one other. Yeah, I've got one other image, which again, it's, gonna be another, it's like a picture in a frame of, uh, of the Black Heart, the Black Heart Foundation. So that's my goat. You've really thought about this, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. I've and gone. You, now you're going to spring it on us. Well, I've, gone, I I've, I've, I've actually done it. You can, you, can, you can give yours what, you can change it later on, oh, but just yeah. what it would be today. And then I've actually changed my member number. So uh, member number one is going to become a bit of a, he's going to become his own little character for the club. A bit like, um, do you cool. remember Halifax Howard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> basically, he's going to be our Halifax Howard, basically. So, you know, so he's going he's gonna to be member number one, so he'll be the character. But my new member number is going to be 1999 because that was when I qualified for the Open. Nice. I was nice. 16 and that was something that sat with me. So that's where in mind that. Hopefully it will be done pretty soon. I'll be able to share that with everybody on the old socials. Josh, or yeah, who wants yeah. to go first? Josh or Mark? Who's kind of ready on this? Well, I was just going to say, this is pretty rare though, isn't it, for an NFT to be able to customise it to this extent? Because normally mm. you're you're sort of given randomly given an yeah. image that's predefined Whereas this this is relatively new in this in this space. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you know people get a bit a bit thrown away of NFTs and stuff. But this is actually a bit more fun. This is almost becomes like your own little brand, your own little logo. Yeah, that can, it is yours, and you get to you know you get to keep it. And then you know we're going to have like golf towels made up that we chatted about, Mark. Yeah, um, we chat to a towel company, uh, Bando Towels. Hopefully that deal gets sorted. Uh, and so like you know on the towel will be the picture of my goat on there. And it'll be nice that each person gets their own yeah, just one of little one. brand, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could have really been cool. looking at getting some golf bags made up. I've got a couple of Jones golf bags. You know, Mackenzie golf bags are quite popular. And be able to have that goat put on a Mackenzie golf bag or any golf bag is, if there's any decent uh, golf bag companies out there who are good at it. And then yes, the something other, other becomes yours. With, with the locker number as well. They've suffered a locker number. Yeah. So go well, on then, Josh. What's, what's yours looking like at the moment? So on the desk, I'd go for a chocolate milkshake, I think. Right, so the desk in front of the goat that the goat sat at, Can't chocolate milkshake, okay. Yeah, chocolate milkshake, I love So it. I think we've got, go someone's got a Don Julio 42, and we've got, uh, <laughs> someone's got a Don Perignon. Yeah. You got, you're going, chocolate milkshake. Chocolate okay. milk, mate, chocolate right, okay. milk. And then I'm, I'm going to see how far I can push James if I'm allowed to, but I'd like to go for a, a white fur, bit of a Yeti fur. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sure um, I can do that. I did ask if the fur and the goat could be changed, but that's set now. Oh, really? Yeah, that's set. I might have to uh, do a bit of my own artwork. Yeah. Colour exactly, it in yourself. Yeah. Colour <laughs> marker. Bucket hat. Bucket hat. Go okay. for a bucket. With what colour? With some sunnies. Depends on the fur. So well, if my, I, if my, I I've go got white. a purple black heart hat, by the way. I just changed mine. Yeah, that's what it was. So, so what colour? I'd go for black bucket if I can get a white fur. With some white sunnies. fur jumper, black sunnies, black sunnies, yeah, black hat, yeah, okay, and then obviously my locker number is twenty two twenty two, so two 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 two, and yep. that is my birthday's on the twenty second, and so is my little boy's Sam, right? So that's my number for that. Picture on the wall. Picture on the wall. Might just have a mug shot of myself. <laughs> <laughs> a mug shot. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, golf bag. A Mackenzie number, one I'm going to make up, which I haven't done yet. Right. So I'm going to design a Mackenzie, and I'll have that in the back. I'm going to have to do that pretty quick, aren't I? Yeah, decent, decent. Right, that's Josh's two, 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 two locker number. Twenty-two. Mark, go on then. Well, so I think I'm just going to go. Well, I put one, two, three, four down as my member number because yep. <laughs> I just genuinely. Is that your passcode on your phone? Yeah. I'm not not saying anything Um, credit card yeah that's my go to number so what else can we do Uh, if I instead of a hat I was thinking could I get a race helmet over uh, that that might be the helmet would go over the face wouldn't it I wonder wonder whether I I wonder whether we can push that 
can we change the table to some decks? Well, I was going to say like the maybe the there's some, yeah, something yeah. like that, or yeah. yeah, or maybe the table that's at the back where the the picture is on the wall. Maybe yeah. I can have it on there. There you go. So yeah, if I, if we could push the boat out and get a helmet on the you know covering, that might be quite unique. Yeah. If I can't do that, maybe just a simple five panel with the lifestyle local. A what, logo. a five panel hat? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. With, with a certain lifestyle. cap that the boys go and seem to like. Okay, cool. Yeah, and if, if that has to be, then I'd just go with the lifestyle um, TBTC um, logo yeah, nice. rather than the poor. And then what have we got? We've got a bag in the background. Bag, yeah, golf bag. Yeah, it'd be some sort of single strap number, but I think probably some sort of unique colour, like some um, dazzle camo. Ooh. It's just that, that new Giro kit just come out, didn't it, with the dazzle yeah. camo uh, design, which is I think is really cool if you get the colour scheme right. Drink on the table. I mean, can't go for tap water, can I? That's why I took it. <laughs> I should get a tap water. Yeah, that, that is just you. Yeah, like, well, exactly. Yeah. Right back to Coke night, nightclub in 22 years ago. Mark would just go out. What do you want, mate? Tap water's fine. <laughs> like, and it's still the same today. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, I have. I just haven't found my drink. Put it that way. You found it. Although the la- I tell you what, the last the last few months has pushed me. I think I might be trying a few more drinks. Like put a bit of lime in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Push the boat out. Um, what other traits have I missed? Is there anything? Uh, maybe in the, in the picture in the background. You know, like your head cover where you've got like the stick people yeah. of, of the family. I probably do something like that, like BB, Natalie, Reggie, just oh, like nice. something like that. Like it. Yeah, nothing. Unless I'm missing it. I'm sure you can yeah. add some other bits. Get here, designing. Exactly. Get designing. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Are you happy with yours, Josh? You keep looking over as if, oh, no, I'm, I'm still thinking. thinking about this. My, my brain's ticking. Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those where you sit down in front of it and you take a look at what you can do and mm. you, you can. You can really mess about. Go from there. Yeah. All right, nice one. Well, that's run pretty long. We're going to do an idea of what's in the bag, but we'll uh, we'll keep that for next time. Okay. We'll save that. So that was the end of part two. So to make that one relatively long-ish podcast of about an hour and 10 minutes. But good chatting to you boys. Thanks. Do Thanks it again next week. And um, even though Slaty's not here, he would like to say, like, subscribe, and follow all the, uh, all the different comment, all, all the different channels at Bear Tiger, you can find on the profiles. There's a link tree somewhere. I don't know what's the link tree. <laughs> oh, we'll let him do it next week. He'll love it. Anyway, so like and subscribe us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Cheers, boys. Peace.